I'm definitely excited to be back. Lots to talk about in the world of sports this week. Um, definitely want to touch on the John Moran situation. Also, a franchise tag deadline was today in the NFL. So um, we got lots of things to talk about for sure. But before we do, Strizzy, I just wanted to check in with you and see how you were doing, how your week was. Oh, man, doing pretty good, pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just picked up my daughter and so I'm on the road. She's doing track for her high school now. So that's what, you know what I'm saying? I'm close. I'm like about a mile and a half from the crib or whatever. So I'll be there soon. Um, but, you know, I get to a lot of stuff. The John Moran stuff is crazy. My boy Lamar and the, you know, the franchise tag. Um, John Jones yeah. coming back. So, like, you know, a lot of stuff happened, man. So it's definitely a pretty good, pretty good week in sports. Uh, I love seeing the pictures of, you know, you and Whitey Grace, you know what I'm saying, on, on your cruise or whatever, man. I was, you know what I'm saying, low-key jealous, man. The, the scenery looked beautiful, man. So I'm, I'm you know, happy to have you back, but I'm, I'm glad you guys got to do your, do your honeymoon, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, yeah, it was definitely very nice, and I appreciate um, you and Marcus as well holding it down while I was out. Uh, I listened to the show on the way back a little bit when, when we were able to get back on, on stateside, and um, and I appreciate you guys holding it down. You did a great job with the PowerPoint too, fam, so that's what's up. And um, and we're going to have a generic intro in there too, so that way if we need a backup intro, we got it. We got an intro ready to go all the time. So, um, you know what I'm saying? So we're learning, and also episode 184, that's what's up. Um, you know, we're, we're streaking towards 200 pretty soon, man. Before we know it this summer, we're going to hit 200. So we're going to have to have some special plans for that for sure, too. Um, I think, though, we can go ahead and get into it, though. Um, want to welcome in Unc. Um, he, he also joined. Hello, fam. And also Anthony Wesson Jr. jumping in on the Facebook side. Um, welcome to the show. Appreciate having y'all with us. And, um, and yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and jump into this first topic. I'm going to kind of break that down. Um, while Strizzy uh, gets gets home safe to the crib, um, let's let's make it happen. All right, Strizzy, you ready? You know we got the flag football championship this weekend, okay? Got it, coach. We won three times in a row, right? We going for the four bit. I got the play, okay? This is gonna be the secret play. I'm gonna draw here, but we're gonna have to burn this board down because we can't let anybody know, okay? What Nobody. the secret play? Okay, so make sure you're ready to memorize it, okay? Got it. It's better than the annexation of Puerto Rico, okay? This has got nothing on that, okay? okay. We haven't named it yet, but we'll figure it out. And boom, that's the play. Exactly. Four Pete on the way. All right, let's get the graphics going. We haven't seen that one in a while. Um, so first up, we want to talk about the franchise tags. The deadline to franchise tag NFL players was today um, at 4 p.m. Eastern. And we have a collection of the tags that were used, not too many, honestly, used this year. But the biggest one um, right down to the deadline was Lamar Jackson. The Baltimore Ravens are franchise tagging him, but they did put him under the non-exclusive tag, which means um, basically other teams can offer and sign him and they have a chance to match. Um, but if they do sign him away, then they'll have to give up two first round picks. So um, kind of like a restricted free agency in the NBA, like Strizzy was kind of saying, that's a great comparison there. But um, Strizzy, your thoughts on the Ravens franchise tagging Lamar Jackson before we get into uh, these others. I under, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I, I understand, like, why they franchised him, you know what I mean, to an extent, because $250 million fully guaranteed is, is a lot to fully guarantee a player, you know what I mean? I think the outlier is the uh, Deshaun Watson thing, but I kind of right. think what Lamar needs to understand is that, like, that's just – it's not super realistic, right? Like – so I think that they really I, – I, I really want to know what the Ravens are offering him because, see, it's like he's just being a little more stubborn than anything else. 
But, right. He is deserving of a franchise quarterback. So much for them over the last couple of years. And you've seen how irrelevant they are without him. You know what I mean? Tyler, like Tyler Huntley hasn't shown them anything for them to be like, oh, you know what? If Lamar walks, we're fine because we got Tyler Huntley. That's not how it works, right? Like this isn't this isn't the the San Francisco 49ers where Jimmy G gets hurt and all of a sudden Brock Purdy comes out of nowhere and surprises right. him. So totally different story. Yeah, it, it is, man. I think they have like they're not the 49ers, but I think they have a feeling that they are. And, and to me, they're just not. So um if if they end up if somebody else ends up offering Lamar the money that he wants and he signs somewhere else, uh good for him. And 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 you know, sucks to suck for the Ravens, but in my opinion, I don't like the whole if he signs somewhere else, they get two first round picks. I think that's BS. You know what I mean? Like you didn't do what you should have done to sign him, another team did. So you get some that's that's one of the things that I can't stand about the NFL. I think that they Right. Lose them, you know what I'm saying? Like it just is what it is. Yeah. I mean that does give that yeah, that team protection to to change them or, or to to you know to try to like Thwart other people from going after him, you know, because they'll have to give up those first round picks. But you're right, though, it is kind of bogus. It's just another way for franchises to tra- trap players, basically. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I was interested to see. I, I don't know how it'll, you know, affect people dealing with the Ravens or maybe wanting to sign with the Ravens as a free agent in the future. Um, if that's how they treat, you know, their potential star players. Um, but they're, but you know, they're doing what they think is best. Yep. Um, I do want to welcome Grace to the show, though. She says happy Tuesday and throwing the shamrock out there. Um, I can't believe it's March already. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Uh, time is definitely flying by so fast. Also, we got Stephanie Washington joining the show. She says howdy, y'all. Um, and we say howdy right back. Um, are you going to go upstairs and switch it real quick? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Just let me know the signal. I'll kind of, I'll you know, um, but let me get to the comments right here really quick. Um, Unk says Lamar to the Jets. Um, that's interesting. Uh, we'll see what that happens with that. There's also another player he should who house should not be named um, or whatever <laughs> who Unk doesn't want us to talk about that they're talking about the Jets too meeting with him. Uh, Anthony Wesson says this is a win for the Ravens kind of and him. He gets to test the market and the Ravens get to match. So now what they they can see what his value is on the open market. Um, that is true, but if I was Lamar Jackson and I went out to other teams and negotiated a contract, I'd be kind of pissed if the Ravens didn't just match it, you know? Um, I think this is his chance to get away. I hope he does. Um, so Pop says, um, Pop says uh, Kirk Cousins got a fully guaranteed contract. I understand Lamar could get hurt, but they have to pay him or let him go. Um, I agree with that, too. I think if, you know, if Kirk Cousins got one, you know, maybe Lamar Jackson's better for that. Um but that's kind of a rough one, though, because Lamar Jackson plays different and he stays hurt. So, I don't know. Um, Anthony West says the picks sure. are nothing for a franchise I feel like that That's kind of I, – I, Oh, go ahead. Uh, you would – so I, I agree with that, but I also don't agree with that because – Yes, two first-rounders for a franchise quarterback is not that big of a deal, but this isn't a trade, right? It's not a trade. You, you guys didn't pay him. Too. So yeah. if they want to trade two first-rounders for cool, but that's not the You either pay him or he walks. So yeah. that, so I 
Oh, I think we lost Drizzy a little bit there. But I get what he's saying, though. It's not exactly the same as a trade if you're going to do it like that. But Anthony Wesson kind of saying the picks are nothing for a franchise quarterback if they want to give that up. Um, Anthony also saying the Browns gave up more for Watson. That's true. Um, but um, that was kind of a, an interesting subject. Um, <laughs> Unk says, don't do it, A-Dub. Don't say his name. Uh, we're going to continue to go go away from that. Um, let's talk about the other franchise tags that did come um, while Strizzy transfers over to his computer. Um, Tony Pollard, I want to speak on that one. Uh, America's team, you know, franchising Tony Pollard. I'm really excited about that. I do think that he won't play under the tag, though. I do think that they'll just use this extended time to get a long-term deal done with Tony Pollard. And I think that that spells the end of uh, Zeke's time in Dallas, unless he comes back on like a crazy type of um, a crazy type of, uh, a, a, you know, a, um, a lower salary on that one. I think it almost have to be like whatever he's making next year would be have to stretch over three years or something like that if he wants to end his career as a cowboy. So um, I do like the Tony Pollard move, though. And um, I do think that they'll sign him to a long-term extension in the in the future. Josh Jacobs was another interesting one that got franchise tagged um, after, you know, they were talking about, oh, potentially benching him uh, in the preseason last year and all this other stuff. He went out and had a great year, and the Raiders, you know, had no choice but to franchise tag him. But um, still interesting, though, the franchise tag for running backs is $10.1 The last running back on that table is Saquon Barkley, who he got the franchise tag only after Daniel Jones got a deal um, basically they were saying Daniel Jones would have got that franchise tag if, uh, if, uh, if they didn't get a long-term deal done with him. But I did want to know, Strizzy, your, your kind of thoughts on the Giants bringing back both Jones and Saquon. Uh, I think, you know, I think Pop says it all the time, right? Like, you know, your franchise quarterbacks don't grow on trees or whatever, something, 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 something to that notion, you know what I'm saying? Sorry if I, sorry if I butchered that Pops, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's right, right? Um, I feel like because the Giants did pretty well in the you know for the season last year, got to the playoffs, got to the second round, they're not they're not gonna have that that pick, right, to go after one of like the top two or three quarterbacks. And I feel under the coaching staff, they I think they they probably brought out the best or close to the best with Daniel Jones. You know right. what I'm saying? So I feel like they lock him up. They've got a good guy. The offense looked pretty decent last year. And maybe if they can get some more actual receiving weapons for, for Jones, because let's be honest, he didn't really have any receiving weapons last year, right? Right. Um, you know, they they had Saquon doing quite a bit, which, you know, knock on wood, thankfully he didn't get hurt last year because he did – he was doing a lot. He had a resurgent year, yeah. Yeah, he definitely did. So, you know, maybe they can get some, you know, get some, some decent guys at receiver in the draft or, or in free agency to kind of help him out. But um, but you know, you you have a guy that you can win with. You keep him, right? So I, I kind of agree with it. But you know, Daniel Jones isn't one of my favorite quarterbacks out there. <laughs> you know, right. I'm, I'm still I'm still not a believer in Daniel Jones, if you will, right? No, I feel you on that one. I do think that the way that they're doing these quarterback contracts now, though, um, they're a little bit inflated, right? And it looks like a lot more than it kind of is, or yeah. what it might end up being, because kind of like how baseball contracts used to be. It's like, you know, that those last like two or three years, like they're probably not even going to play into that balloon contract. Right. So um, we'll talk more about that on the next slide, but I do want to run through the rest of the franchise tags. Um, Deron Payne from the commanders that just made sense. Um, You know, he was too good for them to let go for him. He'll, he'll be cool with that because he'll be making plenty of money uh, for this next year and then have a chance to make, you know, maybe go to free agency again. Definitely. And then Evan Ingram for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had a great year 
after moving over from the Giants. Um, I think that's going to be good for him. And it's crazy, though. Tight end, I think their tag is like 12 and a half or 13 million or something like that. Yeah. So even more valued than running backs um, these days, which is just kind of crazy, but makes sense since they can affect the passing game and block. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I didn't get to get your thoughts on, on Tony Pollard, though. What did you think about that one? Were you surprised with the franchising them? So I wasn't so. I guess I was kind of surprised at the tag, but you know, we always talk about how like running backs can have a dime a dozen sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But like, I just feel like the last two years, man, he's been the best running back on your team. So not even just last year, I think the year before that too, he, he surpassed Zeke in my opinion. Right. So, you know, I, and I feel like he, he's going to help Dak so much more in the fact that like he did so well on the ground and he does so well as a check down receiver. Right. So you know, maybe they're looking to do some other things, which is why they franchised him and didn't get him a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. But I like it, man. I, I think Tony Pollard is really, really good. He he falls under that kind of um, uh, CMC and, and and the running back out of out of uh, the Chargers. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he, yeah. he he does everything. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe not the best blocker. You know, so that's why they have Zeke kind of around and all that ground and pounding. You know what I mean? But I, I really like Tony Pollard, man. He's a great running back. So I'm. You know, for you guys, I'm glad to see him stay. Yeah, me too, most definitely. And I do think that they'll work out a long-term deal later. I just yeah. think it buys them more time. Um, but, yeah, and the funny thing is, too, is, like, he has been so good um, and, you know, kind of produced a lot for his touches, but also they have preserved him, right? They used up Zeke, and, yeah. they, and they kept him, you know, kind of Seriously. bottled up a little bit. So Seriously. it's like don't let him go now when he's in his prime and you've kind of prepped him for this moment to be – kind of a number one like don't let him go and do it somewhere else you know let him do it here um and then zeke yeah definitely he's not going to be able to play under that that same contract um because he's owed so much next year but you know he'll he can come back maybe as a glorified fullback um pass blocker like a jerome bettis did at the end of his career kind of a little bit maybe a little bit better than that yeah Um, yeah i just i just kind of feel bad because like uh what was the other running back that they oh um uh, Todd Gurley, they really did oh, the yeah. same thing with him, man. Like they just grounded him into the ground for so many years, and we didn't really get to see him really get a full blown career out of it. You know what I mean? I, right. I, unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I kind of thought the Cowboys did a lot of that too with Zeke. You know what I mean? His first couple of years, they just man, like <laughs> up the yeah, middle, he ran up the ball like crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean so we'll we'll see, but uh, but yeah, you know, hopefully they do right by Zeke. He, he's done a lot for them. He's and you don't hear anything from him, right? Like, I, I like a lot of dudes like that where he's not out there complaining about old touches or I got to split right. time with Pollard or none of that stuff. Like, he's he's kept – he's been quiet. He just goes out there does his job, and, and that's, that's a professional, you know what I mean? So hopefully they continue to do right by him and, you know, keep, keep him around if he wants to retire a cowboy, you know what I mean? I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's what they will do. But also, I think it's also, like, payback for what happened when he went to Cabo. Like, now you can't say nothing else because <laughs> – you know, he left to Cabo and did the whole holdout thing, and he got paid. Yeah. Now, as he's continued to climb, they're like, we'll be loyal, but you better not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you better not complain about whatever scraps you get. So, real. we don't want to hear none of that. Let's see. Um, let's see, real quick before we move on. Unk said Cowboys supposedly to sign DeAndre Hopkins and Jalen Ramsey. Pop yeah. says, I don't like that. I hope they don't trade for old Hopkins, trade for overpriced Ramsey, or sign washed up OBJ. Keep going with you. We draft as good as any team. Yeah, you know, I'm with Pops on this, actually, on all of this. Uh, 
I think Hops can still do some good, but I feel like he's been so injury prone lately. Y'all just gonna get stuck with another, you know, paying another guy who's not gonna make it to the season. Like he probably won't be there. You know what I mean? At the end of the season, uh, Ramsey, man, he was getting uh, exposed last season. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was definitely getting exposed yeah. last season. And as far as OBJ goes, I feel like it's done. Like if he didn't make it back last year. An, you know, another year is it's only, it's only gonna make it worse, right? Like you don't right. you don't get better the longer you're out of the league. Like things only get worse. So I'm I'm kind of with pops. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I I don't know. I'm like I also saw I think uh, Carolina was also looking at Jalen Ramsey, but I'm like I'm same thing. I'm like stay away. We don't need to trade nothing for him. We got we got some picks back in the draft. We got a first one. We're straight. Just yeah, just be done with it right there. Exactly. <laughs> um. Let's see, Pops though in the on the <laughs> says cause Zeke immediately held team hostage to get paid. He is done. Uh we'll see. Um, let's move on real quick though. I wanna I wanna buzz through these um these quarterback signings that we have had so far. So mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of a special circumstance. Free agents does free agency doesn't start until next Wednesday. So we'll do a kind of a free agency prep show uh next Tuesday when we talk about NFL talk. But we do have Daniel Jones, he's re-signing, of course, mm-hmm. because he, you know, um because he was coming back from his same team. So, um, and then we have Derek Carr. He got the special situation because the Raiders already released him. Um, he did sign with the Saints and then Geno Smith as well, going back to the um, Seahawks. So I wanted to talk about the contract numbers though. Daniel Jones, four years, 160 million. That's that's really good considering where he was and barely yeah. even picking up his fifth year option. Yeah. Um, Derek Carr, four years, 150 for the Saints, maybe trying to um trying to pull things back together and make a run at the NFC South. Um, what did you think about the the Derek Carr um, spot? I liked it, and shout out to Marcus. I think Marcus called that one. Um, I think I think I think it's either there or or the Bucks. Um, but I like it. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think it's really good for them. They've been kind of going through this quarterback roller coaster since since Drew Brees retired. Uh, but I was I was actually going to bring this up. Anthony just said love the move, but the Saints are constantly in salary cap hell, and, and he's right. Right, so they so they're lucky enough. They did pick up uh, Callaway, the, the rookie. I can't remember if it was last year or before. So he's, you know, he's cheap right now. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, definitely probably the. I'm, I might even say best quarterback available right now. On I mean, you know, since Lamar got franchise tag, because honestly, I don't really believe in Aaron Rodgers uh, anymore the way he used to be. Right, um, at least he hasn't played like it. So. You know, the one thing that was consistent with the Raiders over the last, you know, six, seven years has been Derek Carr. So as long as he can get in there and just continue doing what he's doing and we don't see a decline, I think they'll be fine from that that aspect. Uh, so for the money, he's he's not old. He's still somewhat young. You know what I mean? So I think it's not a, it's not a, it's not a horrible contract. You know what I mean? Right. Bad. Yeah, and the crazy thing is his fourth year is like worth $50 million of this contract, and it's none of it's guaranteed by then. He'll be through all of his guaranteed money. So exactly. chances of him actually playing under that fourth-year contract right. – They'll either redo it before then or he'll be out of there before then if it doesn't work. So, exactly. um, but at least for him to show face, you know, and to kind of get near the money he was making again, yeah. um, you know, when with the Raiders. Um, exactly. Not to mention that division is so up for grabs right now. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, depending on what happens with the Bucks, they're cutting, they're trying to shed a lot of salary. You know, the Panthers, now they didn't get their quarterback. So, you know, where, where do they go with that? Um, yeah. So yeah, they have a chance, you know, to kind of bounce back in that division pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping the Panthers actually trade up um, to grab either the quarterback out of Florida or or even uh, the quarterback out of Ohio State. I I like Bryce Young, but I don't trust them with quarterbacks. I never have. 
Yeah. Not not to mention his pro day was horrendous. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was it. that was kind of rough. And I do want to do um, you know, because the combine did just pass, and you know, I don't want to totally skip over the combine, yeah. but I do want to do like more of a combine breakdown um after free agency and, and before the draft, right? So as we get ready to the draft and really trying to talk about whose stock rose or, or or fell with that. But Anthony Richardson from Florida, yeah, definitely rising. Um, yeah. and, you know, after, especially after the, the pro, I mean, not, not the pro day, the combine. So, yeah. um, you look good. We'll see. We'll talk about that for sure. Um, Geno Smith, um, resigning with the Seahawks. I think that's cool for him to get his shot. That's good money for him and where he's at in his career. Yeah. And, um, and who knows, you know, they, they could go out there and make the playoffs again. I think that's really, I think that's really kind of cool for him. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. Same. And I heard too, like he he's betting a lot on himself that I think the, the contract is very incentivized, right? Like, mm-hmm. so a lot of it is basically Geno Smith telling them like, I can do all this, 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 and that I'm going to do all this and this and this. And that's mm-hmm. how he's going to make the majority of his money. I think like 40 million of it's guaranteed or something like that. So I think the other 35 is like incentives and stuff. So, uh, Look out! Yeah, you know, he he yeah he's coming for his money. That's he he got paid right, and he served his time as a backup and learned the ropes. So whatever sure. happens from here, Gino, great job. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah, know. hats off. <laughs> so, um, let's move real quick to I think which is our last slide. Um, I did want to talk about the the you know some different players that are potentially going to be cut um, or have been cut already. Um, we got, um, the dude from the, the Dolphins, I'm sorry, Butler, who, uh, who, you know, after becoming the highest paid corner only a couple years ago, uh, getting released by the Dolphins. And, um, I'm wondering if maybe a Cowboys reunion might come of that, but we mm-hmm. can other people on here. I wonder, um, what Anthony Weston thinks of Frank Clark also. And, um, you guys may or may not have talking about Leonard Fournette last week, but I did want to ask if this is it for Leonard Fournette, or do you think he has like one more run in him, one more little little season in him? He might have one more run somewhere, but he's not going to get the run he wants, so he'll probably just end up being cut again. <laughs> so yeah, so I think wherever he goes, he's going to serve as most likely a backup, unless someone's just really hurt. Like, you know, running back to injured all the time, so maybe he finds a spot to kind of take that spot. But yeah, this might be it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. And I know you guys already talked about Carson Wentz and Marcus Mariota last week too, um, you know, being cut already. But just some interesting ones, um, some good players that might hit the market. Kendricks from um, from Minnesota is a really good linebacker. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anthony, uh, he says Frank Clark with the with the sad face. Um, Unk says Fournette on his way out. Yeah. Bud Dupree. Also from the Titans, you know, a good edge rusher. But it's yeah. so funny that how many of these players it's like right after maybe a year or two after signing big contracts. Yeah. Um, so it's like I yeah. wonder when the cycle of that is gonna stop where these people just you know go out and get the big money, but they're signing contracts that they know they're not gonna make it to the end of. Yeah. Um, so it's like I don't know, but but we'll talk more about um, free agency as that gets rolling. Um, we'll, I think next week we'll kind of maybe go over some of the top free agency free agents now that you know the franchise tag is over, and um, and I think Wednesday will be the official start of free agency next Wednesday. So we'll be able to see kind of where we think some people will land on that. Yeah. Um, Calvin Ridley back after suspension. Um, I think that's just really that's about it. 
Where's Ring Dam again? What's that? J- Jacksonville? Where, wait, where? Yeah, to Jacksonville, yeah, because yeah, he was traded there, that's, but he hasn't played with them yet. No, that's huge, man. That's huge. They 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 showed up at the end of the se- end of the season last year. I think Doc Peterson's got them on the right track, and and I think I really think the Falcons are gonna miss Ridley. I think he was really really good for them as their number one, and uh, I don't know. I think I think he'll do big things at Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll be cool. I'm I'm happy for him. Uh, it sucks that he lost a whole year, and especially yeah. because he was already away from the team for for you know for like mental health reasons. So True. hopefully this year off um, has given him some perspective, and he'll come back strong. Like I'm, I'm wishing the best for him for sure. So for sure, um, that'll be cool. But we'll continue to keep this train moving um, as we go into our next topic. <sighs> All right, so the big topic in the NBA we definitely have to talk about is the um, John Morant um, situation that's going on. I don't even exactly know how to describe it, um, <laughs> but um, there's been a series of different um, um, little like little things, little incidents, little rumors kind of surrounding John Morant and his camp and his 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 family, if you will. Um, that's kind of escalated over the past, I'd say, like six weeks, month. To now, um, this weekend, when uh, John Morant was on Instagram Live um, in a gentleman's club in Colorado and, and you know, held and showed to the camera what appeared to be uh, a firearm, uh, he's since stepped away from the team for a couple days, kind of like a self-imposed suspension to, um, you know, to kind of to get himself right. He made a statement and the, the team made a statement. But since then, also, um, you know, police are investigating um, the issue with him having a firearm in a public place. And then also now the NBA too, investigating like the origin of the firearm or the alleged firearm, because, you know, um, there could be, you know, some immediate suspensions and minimum suspensions for having a gun on team premises or a team plane, mm-hmm. or things like that. So um, the situation is kind of escalating, but Strizzy, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts um, on, on the whole John Morant um, thing stupid right i'm like the like, first thing that comes in my head is dumb it's just it, it's 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 unfortunate um from what i've heard um just in like you know the twitter space and stuff like that like apparently he's talking about possibly checking himself into rehab for alcoholism um, i guess he's had a problem with it some videos have surfaced of him and his family on a private jet i think during the off season last year he had like a bottle of Terramana, which is uh dwayne the rock johnson's um uh alcohol and uh, man, he was drinking it by himself, just taking it to, you know, to the head. Like it was crazy, you know. I mean, but I mean, like no cup, no nothing, just taking it. No, no faces made after it. So, like you could tell, like you know, he'd be drinking. But you know, you he's got his family and stuff on there, and his dad and his mom, and you just see like his dad kind of, uh, you know, being his friend. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being his dad, right? Like, and I think that's one of the biggest things that I really want to see is uh. You know, like, I feel like this isn't who John Moran is. I don't think this is how he was raised. I don't think it's how he was brought up. You look at a lot of the pictures and things of that nature. It's two parent household. He's always had his mom and his dad, his sister. Like they all, they, you know, they never really slummed it. They never really lived in the hood. Like a lot of these basketball players who come out, you know what I mean? So, you know, seeing a lot of the stuff that that is, that is going on with him, you can just tell like that's not who you are. That's not how you were raised. It's not how you were brought up. So why are you acting like that now? You're a $200 million man. You are a superstar in the league. You're not an all-star. 
you're not a you know you're not a run-of-the-mill guy you know what i mean like you got 200 million dollar contract kids look up to you you got a new shoe deal all of these things you know what i mean because of people who believe in you and you're doing things like this not to mention the uh the issue with his boys pointing the gun at somebody in a car a couple weeks ago right so this isn't even you know the first incidents right so you know i i want him to 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 get the help and and i hope it's not a pr move right i hope this isn't something where the memphis grizzlies pr team came to him after this like i look we're going to figure this out we're going to fix this what you're going to do is you're going to write a statement you're going to you know you're going to own up to it and take time away from the team and then you're going to come back and everything will be fine like i really hope that if 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 this is something that he really has going on that he really actually takes the time and and, and gets help and again you know looking at his parents dude like you're you know there's a, there's a time and place as a father there's a time and place to be your kid's friend but then there's also a time and place to be their dad too or be their mom too so i i hope his dad stops being his friend for a little bit and actually comes to his sons and me because that's what he needs right now yeah <clears throat> no i agree well said um some of the comments here unk says jackass <laughs> arms uh he carried on the team playing too, yeah. What's, what's now? They're investigating to see um, to see what might happen with that. Pop says, "I'm disappointed. Thought his dad would guide him better, but yeah. they might be showing their true colors." Yeah. Um, Anthony Weston says, "I hope he gets himself together. I don't like writing people off at their worst moments. Uh, most definitely, um, I agree with that. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I think it's it's definitely it's definitely um, an issue, and I I, I think it's um." You know, it's not just with John Morant, but it is with like I think a lot of um, young people today, and I can say that now because we're older, right? And active, <laughs> right? Um, but it's like you know, certain things are glorified in 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 different pieces of our culture, in our music, and you know, in our movies and things like that, where it's like you know, he might be um, just living a different type of life, where it's like you know, this isn't like a fantasy; it's not really a game. Um, yeah. And um, you know, how many people would you know? would uh do do so much to be in the position that he's in yeah um, and, and how much he has to lose so yeah. um, hopefully he can he can kind of uh, reconcile with some of that get that together and yeah. um, you don't need to act hard you know you don't need to, to prove anything to anybody um yeah. just go out there and you know be the success that you are and, and hopefully not let the childish things get in in, uh, in the way of that exactly. so and then pay attention to the company you keep you know what i mean like you know, if, if these are the type of dudes you're hanging out with, they're constantly beginning you in trouble. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody knows who these dudes are, nor right. do we care, right? So if you feel like you got to impress them because you make money and you do this and all the stuff, like, these dudes are going to do nothing to get you in trouble. I'm, I'm saying that because of Pops' comment. He said he doesn't need help and he needs to act like a responsible adult. You know, I agree. I, I agree with what Pops is saying. Like, he does need to act like a responsible adult. And a part of that is is looking around you and seeing – who's around you and what's around you and uh, just being able to make better decisions. Right. Like that's, and, and that's what it comes down to. You can drink, you can have fun. Dude's young. He's 22. You know, like he's, he's young. He's not 22, 23 years old. Like, so like, yeah, man, I get it. You know, 22, 23, you gave me $200 million. <laughs> Probably not making some of the best choices myself, but like, I hope the people around me would be there to kind of pull me by my neck and be like, yo, what are you doing? Like, you know right. what I'm saying? So, you know, it's just like Pop said, man, just, you got to be more responsible than that, man. There's a lot of people who look up to you for real. Yeah. All right. No, I, I that's well said. Um, we'll continue to follow kind of as that that evolves and what happens with him. Um, 
but I do want to talk about some on-court uh, things. Since we've met last, Kevin Durant has played his game, some games for the Suns, um, and we've seen what they look like. The starting lineup looks formidable. There's no doubt. The bench, a little thin. A little but, shaky. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not solid ice, you know what I'm saying? Not ice yeah. might have a crack or two in it. Don't put too much weight on it. But, um, but no, a couple of, of, of good games, you know what I'm seeing? Obviously, Durant can kind of slide into any lineup and, and be effective. He's that type of a basketball player that he can do whatever it is really that you need done um, and yeah. do it pretty well. Um, but the I want to hear your thoughts on um, on Durant so far with the Suns, and then also we'll talk about the the Mavericks game, which was a lot of fun the other day, and then the yeah. end of that too. But I want to hear your thoughts on um, the Suns uh, with with Durant so far. Yeah, man, I completely agree with you. Um, I, I I really like Monty Williams, man. I think he does a really good job of kind of testing these lineups out, and now that he's got KD back, he can kind of test a little bit more. Uh, one of the lineups that I saw was K. It was KD. Um, and and just the bench, right? Some of these bench players, uh, I think everybody, you know, Booker, Aiden, and Chris Paul were all sitting out, and the offense was still running, and it was running through KD, and it looked fluent, it looked good, it looked nice, ball still moving. So, um, you know, those are things you want to see uh, going into the playoffs, right? Can I give my my guys rest? Because if you said they don't have the bench to kind of carry them for all of them to get rest at the same time. Um, but offense does look good. KD, Booker, he didn't miss a beat. His first game back, I actually thought he was going to, Kind of get a little bit of rest, right? But no, nah, man, he played like that whole game, 30, 30 plus minutes in that game, and then 20, 25 points, something that he scored. So um, he looks good. Him and Booker are definitely having fun, which is important. Um, but I, I, the the lack of depth does scare me a little bit, and I think it should scare them a little bit too. Uh, but right now, they do look good. I don't think they've lost a game since the back. It's only like two or three games, but um, right. the rivalry is crazy. You know, Book and Doncic do not like each other. I love it. Um, you know, last we don't really see rivalries in the NBA no more. So this, this one builds to be what I'm here for, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. I did like that at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, just for them to be, um, you know, to definitely be like a good rivalry, you know, like you said, yeah. like a healthy rivalry to have fun. And especially because you can tell, um, I think there might be a little bit of animosity on Booker's side because, you know, Luka came in so quickly, right? He's, yeah. he's younger than him, but he surpassed him, like, quickly you know like it like it didn't take any time uh for him to reach his potential and then surpass that yeah. um, and booker you know still kind of finding his way in the league even yeah. though you know he's such a great talent clearly right. you know? but right. still in that the middle score. between like that that superstar all-star you know uh you know what what are you you know um yeah. so i like that I also like what Luca kind of said was basically, you know, Booker started trash talking him up, but it was with three seconds ago, you know, after, um, you know, Luca missed a pretty easy shot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Luca's like, just next time, don't wait till the end, you know what I'm saying, to, to talk, you know, yeah. don't wait until the game's over. Yeah. Um, and I kind of agree scuffle. with that, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, 100%. Even this scuffle, you can, you know, when they got in each other's faces, like they're both smiling, they're both, you know, they're just talking basketball trash, you know, since so I, I love to see it. And, right. you know, um, Anthony said the best, man. Dallas does match up with them really well. And uh, considering how close this game was, even with KD on the roster, it's, you can see you can really see Dallas on top again, honestly, you know what I mean, in a, in a game of seven. So this one's, this one's probably going to be the matchup to watch, in my opinion, uh, come, come playoff time, if, if, if it happens. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I do agree with that. I was thinking – I mean, my thoughts came to the same thing where I'm like, okay – like a year ago, Dallas was already supposed to be overmatched, you know what I'm saying? Outmatched. Yeah. And then once Luca found a way through that team, 
Uh, it was only a matter of time before they walked them down and then blew them out in that final game. <laughs> um, now you have, you know, that the Suns have gotten even better, right, making over their roster and adding KD, but it's like Dallas is still right there with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. I, I think that that's pretty cool. And, yeah, it is a nice rivalry in the West. We don't really have too many um, good rivalries in the West right now, at least active ones like this. Yeah, so, exactly, exactly. So I'll definitely take it. Uh, but I love Luca, man. He's just so he's just so cool. Me too, um, man. So. I, I just love his personality too. Like he's he hypes up his teammates. Like it's funny. Like he, he does a lot of that that foreign complaining. You know what I'm saying? That you see from a lot of the foreign guys. But man, when it comes when it comes down to needing a shot into the game, or your your team's de- put the ball in that man's hands and he's gonna make it work. Right. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Anthony Weston says Golden State Memphis. That is kind of shaping up to be a good one, especially yeah. when, um, you know, I, I love how Clay, you know, kind of activates more for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, <laughs> yeah. For sure. So I like that one. Pop says Booker's another fake tough guy. Always yeah, talking about left and no chance to lose. Yeah. Um, I just still oh, like how Booker still gets so rosy in the cheeks. So when he gets mad and frustrated, he's like a little <laughs> kid. Uh, you can see it on his face. Uh, Unk says we need a modern day Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason um type of guy to mess with Luca. That's funny. But Luca would have somebody would have his back though. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Luca's Luca's good like that. But yeah. But um, I, I like how like I don't this funny thing is I, I agree with Pops. I, I think Buck's a little bit of a tough or a fake tough guy. But I don't think Luca's a fake tough guy. Luca be talking trash to everybody and anybody always has been. Like he he talks a lot of smack on the court. And him getting your face on his own, you know what I'm saying? So, right. I, I I really like Luka, man. He's he's by far one of my favorite players in the league right now. I mean, he's a but it's player. one of those like you know like has game will travel type of thing because his game is so good, and I think that that confidence that's what that gives him because he's like he'll go to anybody, he'll talk to anybody because it's like there's no one that he's you know afraid to match up with or to compete <laughs> yeah. with. Yeah, like exactly. Anthony Weston said, dude was playing with adults as a teen, so I think that's cool. And I yeah. think he is one of those guys though. He kind of does remind me of like. Um, you know, we play pickup basketball, you know, all your mm-hmm. life. And there's always just like the one that's kind of unassuming, but it's like, dang, like they just got game and they can just do it, do a little bit of everything. He's yeah. like that guy on the court where he can just do whatever he's got to do for his team. That's so he's great mid range three point. He got a nice post game. <laughs> like, like it's crazy. Yeah, most definitely. I did want to take a quick look at before we end the NBA talk of just this, the, the, the standings real quick. And I know you guys kind of did your, your top four predictions, um last last week um and i was kind of looking at it too i I do think that the west um is going to be very interesting i think that the suns are going to be in play um but i'm wondering about the nuggets as well i do think i I heard you guys talking about joker like he probably wouldn't get the three-peat but i do think he's going to get it i do think (laughs) he's going to be the mvp again um and i think that'd be so cool but i don't know if anybody's ever done three in a row since like back in the day like bill russell or something like that maybe yeah um I don't think that that's that's happened in a very long time, and I think it goes to show his dominance, but also maybe that there isn't that kind of threat to him. Um, also, Giannis already won it twice, right? So they're like, we need to just give it to somebody else. So I don't know. Um, we'll see. It's kind of funny because, like, I I wish they would just give it to who deserves it the most, right? Like, even if it's one player winning every every other year. All right, y'all still need to be better. You know right. what I'm saying? Like. Like Joker, Joker is killing it right now. I mean, like he, he is. He he is making the Denver. They're in first place for a reason, right? Like 
You know, like even in the games, I think they're going to lose. They end up winning the games that are down. They catch up and win. And he's a big part of it. So, right. you know, same same thing with with Giannis. Like, you know, one and one, both, both, you know, both, uh, both conferences. And they're just that much better than the rest. Honestly, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy right now. But I like it, though. I like to see dominant players. And this is the star driven league. Of course, you know, it's all about the players. Um and and um and and he's one of the best right now, um, no 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 question about that. This is funny. Um, Anthony Weston says someone on social media said Russell Westbrook will be a Lakers legend if he keeps the Clippers out of the playoffs. Um, and you never know that might happen, but it does look like they're they're bound for the um the play in. I'm just hoping that the Lakers can 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 stay afloat without yeah. LeBron. You know, kind of ride AD's back and make sure that they at least get into the play in. Yeah. Um, That'd be pretty sad if they end up missing the playoffs again um, with, with LeBron on the roster. Um, yeah, Unk said Sacramento was my dark horse, and I really like Sacramento, but I'm afraid that once the playoffs come and the games slow down, it's not going to yeah. be quite the same for them. They kind of remind me of the Suns when it was like Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire, you yeah. know, and they were like, they were just like running and gunning on teams during the regular season. Yeah. And then, um, you know, come playoffs, it just didn't work out the same. Yeah. But, but I, I like agree. the Kings, though. Me too. Yeah, Me I like too. The they've been they've been dead for a really long time, so you know it's kind of nice because it's fun. It's fun to watch them. They've got some. They've got a lot of talent. Um, they've got some players on the team, but I, I kind of the same way. I feel like they, uh, depending on who they play first round, they they might be out first round. Yeah, no, I agree. They're young too. Um, Anthony West says Lakers are going to catch Utah. I hope so. I think so. They should. And the, and the West is really tight. If you see between uh, six and six and twelve, it's like only a couple of games. Two two and a half games. Yeah. So um, the other thing is on the east side, the Brooklyn Nets. Man, I wish they could make a run somehow. Like that'd be so cool. Um, I'm kind of rooting for them a little yeah. bit, uh, even though they're you know they got nothing left and they're they're the the wasteland. Everybody was trying to leave. Yeah. But um, you know, you never know. They might come together and scrap a little bit. You know, yeah. do a little something. I'm really, I'm really enjoying watching uh, uh, Mikel, you know, play there. I mean, he he's been balling, man. He's 40, 40 point game, thirty something, thirty eight point game, bunch of twenty point games. Like he's he's really flourishing as the best player on that team right now. And um, it's kind of funny. It's funny how much I hated the Brooklyn Nets when they came to, when him Harden and when Katie Harden and and, and uh, Kai came together. But now I'm I'm kind of low key rooting for him because I, I love Bridges. So uh, yeah. I'm kind of with you. Definitely, definitely, I agree. Um, that would be cool, but he has been balling out as well. I think that that fueled him a little bit, you know, getting traded away like that. Yeah. So, um, all right. Anthony West says, "I'm hoping the Knicks upset somebody. They've been playing really well yeah, lately. Um, so you never know what they might be able to string together." Yeah. Unk says, "If AD had a mean streak, he'd be the best player in the league. Needs killer instinct." Maybe he can find it. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to with the fro and everything. Like he needs to get the head wrap, do some Bruce Lee something. Um, but I, I, you know, I wish he could channel his, uh, you know, his inner meanness or something and kind of take over and dominate for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think the Lakers would still have a chance, but I think they do. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I had really for basketball. Yeah. Unless you had anything else, I think we'll just cruise right into other sports and wrap this thing up. Yeah, let's get it. Um, I did want to talk about um the fights this weekend, and uh, definitely want to get into the John Jones. But before that, um, 
I did want to talk about um, the um, homegirl, Alexa Grazo. Uh, she did her thing, and she was a big-time underdog. Uh, going for going up against the champion in women's flyweight and um she did her thing you know what i'm saying she touched her with her hands early yep. and um and and had the champion on the ropes um the champ was just trying to take her down c- consistently like that's all she was trying to do is basically just go for takedowns and score points like that and then she ended up um, um finishing her with the rear naked choke yep. um that was super dope like that was a really exciting fight for me and i was kind of rooting for her since she was the underdog yeah. Um, just another one of those like kind of you never know uh, uh, type of type of moments, type of fights. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. It kind of reminded me of Ronda Rousey, like when she was on top. But then finally, she kind of got started getting touched, and people just were like, "I'm not scared of you anymore." Yeah. And then it was a, a good competition. So, yep. so I really liked that. Also, though, the John Jones fight, um, him and uh, Cyril Gain, um, it was a pretty. I mean, it was a pretty quick fight, though. But seriously, yeah. what did you think of John Jones uh, returning? Oh, I phenomenal, right? It's it's funny seeing him in you know in, in big boy status, right? Uh, man, he came in there and and he got gone off. I don't want to say off guard, but yeah, he he dominated, man. He choked him out in the first round after getting kicked in the uh, you know the lower region. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right, he got kicked in the lower region early, and right after that came out. And um, it's it's called. I, I think when he fights Stipe, it's gonna be uh, it'll be a better fight, but I think he'll 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 take Stipe as well. Um. But uh, it's just I'm just glad to see him back. You know, what I mean, I hope he has a couple more fights in him. You know, roll through. I feel like you you beat Gone, then you go and you beat Stipe. Um, at that point, it's kind of over. You know what I mean? With with Francis and Gone no longer in the UFC, it kind of kind of takes that away. So, right. um, but you know, you go through those two, and you really don't got to fight nobody else. I mean, that's true. Like. Um... There isn't really that many at the top of the division. And for this to be his returning fight to the UFC after three years and yeah. also his debut at heavyweight, and he went straight to the championship, like straight to the top. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Um, I agree, though, that it was a good fight and he looked good. Um, and, and he definitely looks big. He looks yeah. strong. But I was wondering if, like, it was almost too quick of a fight for him to kind of get acclimated potentially to the power of heavyweights. I think um, it was. And that's what that's the only thing that sucks is like it was supposed to be a warm up fight, but um, the way it ended, he didn't maybe get that true warm up. No, um, exactly. And Stipe Miocic is, is a beast, like he, he, he is no a beast. Leader, so, no, um, he is a beast 100%. Like, they, Stipe is at the top of you know, you know, with Francis and gone and gone, like it's Stipe, right? And then it was, and then it was, then it was gone, and now you know, at this point, now it's John Jones, I guess, but. Like he's this. This is gonna be a real test. You know what I'm saying? Like Stipe is no joke. I'm a, I'm kind of sad about Francis Ngannou, and I'm hoping that there's sure. a chance to maybe for UFC to renegotiate with him, yeah. try to lure him back in. But the thing is, I kind of feel him. He he was there putting in the work, right, and carrying the division and keeping the division exciting for all these years. Yes. And then they wanted to come and you know give all the spotlight to John Jones and kind of like give him way more money, right, than Ngannou yeah. is getting. So. I understand him, you know, not necessarily um, just taking whatever contract UFC gave him. Yeah. But at the same time, I really want to see that fight. I want to see John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. If, if Everybody sure. did. This was this was supposed to be that fight. Like, this was supposed to be him and Ngannou. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people understand how underpaid these MMA fighters are. Like, Dana White does not pay his fighters well. And he has a couple of big-name fighters, you know, like, obviously, like, that's why everybody wants to fight um, – 
uh, Conor McGregor, right? Because he's right. Because he gets paid guys. like crazy. Exactly. And John Jones is one of those dudes. And I think, like you said, Francis Ngannou has been carrying that division practically on his own for the last two years. Um, and just getting. And, and the scary part about Francis Ngannou is he's getting better with every fight. Before it was right. just knockout king. He's knocking you out in twelve and fifteen seconds. But now this man has a defense. He's got a ground game. He can wrestle now. That's scary. For someone to be that strong, that powerful, but also now he has a complete MMA game, like it's legit scary. I love John Jones, but he wouldn't have been able to manhandle Francis Ngannou like that. Like he's just that he's just too strong. Yeah. So I you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe one day. Maybe we'll still see it. But so. Dana White's gonna have to not be so greedy about it. I think that's what it's gonna come down to. For sure, for sure. I I do want to give a special shout-out to Stephanie Washington. She said, I'm working the WCC championship tonight. Got to head out. Go Zags. Hey. And that's awesome that she gets to work that. And I can't believe it's back around again already, already. this year. And yeah. she's a big Gonzaga fan, so that's what's up. Um, and it reminds me, too, we are going to do a bracket challenge. Um, and I sent out emails. I, I tried to reactivate the league from last year. So you may or may not have gotten an email, but it's going to be on Yahoo!, and we got to be ready to put the brackets in um, after the selections are done next weekend. Um, yeah. We'll put the brackets in. Um, so that is already active. And I put a link in the bio as well. So if you go to saylikeachamp.com, you can you can join that as well. So um, we want to get a bunch of people involved in that since it's kind of like our pick em cost, uh contest. So, Heck yeah. so that's what's up. Um, real quick here in the comments before we keep it moving, Anthony Weston says um, – why didn't I know John Jones is Chandler Jones's brother? Yeah, there's like that? yeah, that's so funny. He said I'm late. Yeah, their yeah. whole family is athletic. John Jones could have probably played football too, um, but he went the fighting route. Yeah. But um, Pop says John Bones Jones dominating is ever greatest ever. Um, yeah, I hope I hope that you know there's another fight soon with him. He said he wants to be active, yeah, and maybe that's the best way for him to stay on the right track. Unk says let's hope he stays disciplined, stays out of trouble. I hope so too, but I think that's the thing. If they can be like, all right, it's early in this year, you can fight two more times this year. That's gonna keep him keep him motivated, keep him going, and um, and maybe like you know, knock a couple more people out real quick. So yeah, exactly. Get some more there's actually there's actually some really, really great fights coming up, man. I think uh there's another UFC and I think another two weeks. Um it's basically it's Izzy fighting uh old boy again. Oh yeah. Yeah, which I'm actually really excited for that, just only because Izzy if he doesn't get caught in that last round, he I think he wins. Like he wins that one. Um, not to mention in the first round, he essentially knocked him out, but saved by the bell. So I, I you know, I love watching Izzy fight. And there was another one, I think, after that, that's another really, really good one. Like I forgot who it was. I, I looked it up last this past weekend. Um, so another really a couple of good fights, you know, coming in the next uh, couple of UFC events. Yeah, I think that's good for them. Yeah. I like when they're back. I like when they have um, you know some some um you know some good fighters going but it, mm -hmm. it it is hard for them because they the fighters don't last long so they got to build them back up you know what i'm saying they got to tell us the stories again and make us fall in love and care about these fighters so they can sell them to us so um, yeah, right marcus says sorry yeah. to make it in crazy day love y'all man we love you too, love brother. You too brother no no doubt no no problem no worries there uh, we appreciate you checking in with us though and uh, we're with you always. Um, sure. Appreciate Marcus again too for uh, for helping out last week and, and holding it down. Also, Pop Stroke is open. We got to get to that soon. Um, Tiger Woods is mini golf spot. I saw it open in Westgate. I was wondering maybe if Marcus or you had already been, but we're gonna make a make a trip out there for sure soon, so we yeah. can check that out. I'm really excited about that. 
Um, um, other thing that's interesting that's coming to Arizona as well is Live Golf is coming to Tucson, not next weekend, but the weekend after. And um, I think that's pretty crazy. Um, I'm wondering kind of what that scene is going to be like. But um, um, it's pretty cool after, you know, they do such a good job with the waste management. Now Live Golf trying to get in on the on the Arizona golf scene. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how that does. And then also part of what's coming to Arizona, uh, we got the World Baseball Classic, which starts actually um, tomorrow. Yeah. And there's different – there's four different pot or there's four different pools. And so here we got pool A and pool B. And it's awesome because they're kind of have one of the different players from each of the um, each of the represented teams, represented nations. But we've got, um, you know, five different teams in each pool and a lot of good players are going to be in it. Definitely Shohei Otani um, and for the Japanese in pool B. Um, they're actually hosting that one in Tokyo in a couple days. And then we have pool um, C and pool D, which are. Um, here in air or sorry, the pool C is the one that's here in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, and that's happening this weekend. I definitely want to go to a game that one has us, Mexico, Colombia, and Canada, which is, which is pretty legit. Um, and the USA Mexico is on Sunday night, um, at chase field, but it's already sold out. So that yeah. one, I had a feeling that that would be the, the hottest ticket. Um, so that's going to be a pretty good one, but, um, I'm, I'm interested to see the U.S. They have a lot of good people going, especially including um, Mike Trout. And then the other side, uh, Miami, Florida, Pool D has a lot of the a lot of cool teams too. Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic. That's going to be a very competitive uh, section. Really competitive game. Yeah. So, I think hopefully it's like U.S. versus Dominican Republic in the final. That'd be pretty gangster. Yeah. Um, but we're going to watch some of the World Baseball Classic as well. And I'm going to see if maybe you can get us tickets. The USA versus Canada, that game is definitely not sold out. Um, and that game is like next Monday. So so um, maybe we can try to maybe we can try to sneak out to that one. So yeah. um, let's see. Oh, Pop said someone I work with is going to live and said tickets are really inexpensive. See, that's what I was thinking. I was yeah. thinking they might even be letting people in for like canned goods. It'd be like just to fill it up. They're like, we need to get, you know, build up our name or whatever. But I kind of want to check it out because it's a lot of good golfers over there too. No, there there really are though. A lot of a lot of uh, PGA players have uh, converted, so like they they got some pretty good names out there now. Right, and I like it. Like they do the shotgun start, so like everybody doesn't all start from one and go slowly at a time, right? They yeah. have people all starting, so that way it's a lot of action. And if you're like sitting on one hole, you don't have to wait for the golfers to get to you. Like there's going to be golfers starting at that hole, so. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be interesting. I wonder if Marcus is, is interested in that. He'll have to let us know. Um, but I think that's pretty much it. We're going to definitely um, keep things moving next week um, with show 185. And um, and um, I just want to also, again, remind everybody about the March Madness contest. Hit us up for that one. I want to get a, a lot of brackets going and, um, and, um, and see. And I think on that one, too, you're allowed to put up to two brackets in. So I'm going to put, like, yeah. a bracket, I think, and then a all, like, crazy upset bracket. Crazy bracket, yeah. I'm yeah. And I'm sure none of them will do well, but you know, <laughs> we'll put it out there anyways. Um, so that's that's what's up with that. Um, anything else you want to mention, though, or or um, hit up real quick before we before we drop off of here? Uh, not really, man. I, last week, and I told Marcus and I bought some, I bought some new golf clubs. Oh, nice. Some, yeah, some oh, yeah, I heard you guys talking about that. Yes. Yeah. I have my clubs, too. 
And yeah, um, now we got to get out there. Now, you know, so now we got to get like a one. Marcus said our window is closing. Our window is closing. So yeah, um, we're gonna have to do that soon. Also, Unc did uh, say right now he did put in here that um, he's looking forward to visiting in June. We're yeah. gonna have to put together some definitely some good things. We're gonna. I heard you guys talking about basketball. Definitely, I'm in if it's the indoor gym. Yeah, um, so right. I'm good for that. I'm also good for some barbecue or some foodie spots because Unc's been sending us some different foodie spots. So yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll 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 make something happen for sure um, when um, he visits, but we'll we'll try to stay cool too. Sure. So that's what's up. That's what it is. Um, we're gonna go ahead and sign this thing off. That was say like a champ episode one eighty four. We will see y'all next Tuesday for your Tuesday tradition. But until then, it's your boy A Dub and your boy Jersey. Peace. Thanks for listening to Say Like a Champ. Engage with us on Instagram. Share your thoughts and you might just be featured on the show. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you pod so you don't miss next week's episode of Say Like a Champ.